Welcome, everybody, to the Couchside Judges for this Friday edition. I'm Scott Fontana. You can follow me or DM me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana. And I'm Dan Urban. You can find me on Twitter as well at Dan Urban MMA. You can also follow the podcast at Couchside Judges. We'd love if you'd subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And if you like what you're hearing, please give us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. And we talk about judging, so check out the MMA criteria at abcboxing.com. Well, there we've got a bunch uh, to talk about here. You know, we've got obviously some fights coming on Saturday that we're going to discuss. Uh, we've got a past judgment that's going to make up the bulk of the show. A fun one. So let's get into it, right? Let's let's start with obviously the fight that's headlining on Saturday at UFC Apex is a fight that we didn't actually know was going to happen the last time we recorded. Yeah, we did not know who Dos Anjos opponent was going to be. After Islam Makachev had to drop out for whatever reason it was. This is something he does a lot. <laughs> but, uh, you know, let's move on. Let's let's only focus on what's forward, right? We actually got a pretty good fight here with Paul Felder and Rafael Dos Anjos, right? Yeah, this should be fun. I think it's probably a better fight. It might be, yeah. And, and the other thing is, too, as far as from Dos Anjos' point of view, I think it will indicate more where he fits into the pecking order of 155 now, have, having come back down from uh, welterweight. Of course, he's the former champ at lightweight here, but... You know, we don't know where he fits in. So if he gets a win over Felder, who's a well-regarded lightweight, I think it tells a lot more than if he gets the win over Makachev. Yeah, Felder's definitely a bigger name and probably a better skilled fighter. Hard to say. You know, I thought, you know, pretty much everybody's been saying, of course, that, you know, he's he's like Khabib, right? Islam Makachev is just Khabib. In the sense that he's... They're pull- both men. And pulls out of fights. <laughs> Yeah, every time I hear this stuff, it's like, okay, you know, I, I know that they're kind of, they, they've got a relationship there. But other than that, it's just, I don't know. No, Chemayev is closer. Chemayev, yeah. I guess I guess I can understand why you say that. But I think, I still think they have different games too. But now, nonetheless, let's move on from Makachev. We don't need to talk about him anymore. I, I, again, I really do like this fight. Um, I think it's going to be fun, right? Yeah, this is definitely going to be a fun fight. Every Paul Felder fight is usually fun and bloody. Oh, he comes to bring it for sure. And Dos Anjos, I mean... That dude is good. He still got it, I think. So. Oh, I think he does too. I mean, he lost his uh, his last fight over in you know, back in January at welterweight to Michael Chiesa. It was a close fight. He definitely lost it, but you know, he basically just kind of couldn't keep himself off the off the mat. Chiesa's you know, huge. His takedowns, his takedown defense just isn't up to snuff at that weight. I think the size difference in that fight, particularly, I think that was the difference. It was, Which it, is funny because he, he has a used to be at lightweight too. But how he made it, no one knows. Yeah, I know. It's it's ridiculous. He's like at two oh five right now when he's doing this analyst job. Big big man. I mean, he's he's got a big frame too. That's yeah. that helps him. Um but yeah, you know, let's move on. We've got some past judgment to discuss here. Let's get to the meat and potatoes, right, of this episode. Yeah. You let's, excited? Let's let's jump right in. Yeah, yeah. So of course, this fight is going to be from earlier this year. The fight of the year level contest between Paul Felder, our guy in the headliner, and Dan Hooker. What a great fight this was! It it was it was a really good fight. I'm glad we got to go back and on uh, in on this one, even though it's not that long ago. I think it's still a fun one. Uh, but before we do, just remind everybody how this segment works uh, before we dive in. Yeah, we score fights using our own criteria, which is basically the same as the ABC criteria, which, as we mentioned earlier, is available at abcboxing.com. Like certified judges, we score rounds based on the 3Ds, damage, dominance, and duration, but we just made a few key changes. A 10-9 round is a competitive round in which neither fighter checks one of the Ds by a large margin. A 10-8 can be considered for just one D, but should definitely be given when two Ds are achieved. 
A 10-7 is available for checking off two Ds, but must be given for all three. We've discarded tiebreakers in effective aggression and area control, as these are rarely used by judges anyway. The rare 10-10 would only be given in largely uneventful rounds. All this helps provide more varied scores that should more accurately reflect what happened in a fight. Scott, set up Felder and Hooker. Yeah, so like I said, this was earlier this year, back in February, um, before the pandemic became a thing that we all cared about. This was kind of in the stage where only China was very concerned about this, and now it's the only thing that you can say about just about every country. But anyway, we're not here to talk about COVID. (laughs) This fight was at, it was the headliner uh, for a fight night at Spark Arena in Auckland, New Zealand on February 23rd. But actually, because New Zealand is so far ahead of U.S. time zones, we saw it here on the 22nd. Not that that matters too much to anybody, right? (laughs) Yeah. Just remember where you were, I guess. It wasn't a Sunday. It was a Saturday in America. Uh, (laughs) Felder, he came in at 17 and four. He'd won five straight 155-pound bouts. That were excluding the 170-pound fight he lost by decision to Mike Perry because that was at a different weight class. Uh, He came in also five months earlier having beaten Edson Barboza, avenging his first pro defeat from 2015 by a split decision. Uh, Hooker. Fighting in his hometown for this one. And by the way, these are both first-time headliners. So this is kind of interesting for them, right? Mm-hmm. Hooker, won, he was 19-8, and eight, and he had won five out of six entering uh, this fight. And they were all since he came up from 145. I don't know how he made 140 pounds. Dan. He's huge, too. He's really big. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of big for this weight. Uh, or at least seems to be. Uh, it's that big frame again. Uh, but his only loss uh, in that span was a TKO to Edson Barboza. Edson, he's always a staple. It's all Barboza. Yep. Everybody, everybody in this fight is related to Barboza. Actually, and, you know, not related. I remember leading up to this fight, we we put Felder Barboza through past judgment. We did. That's true. But that's another that's show. True. It's it's fun to kind of go back to fights that we already talked about on this show. You know, we've been around that long. Cheers to you, buddy. Cheers to you as well. I didn't go uh, that far back to see how I scored it originally. Oh, I did. Oh, how I scored it as well. I went back and listened to our show. Oh, look at you! Yeah, I've got I've got some in the, in the notes here. I'll mention uh, uh, what we were thinking and what we shouldn't have been thinking. Put another download in that column. <laughs> Don't go listen to that one. It's not a good one. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It just isn't as good as it is now. We know more. Well, I should also mention that the judges for this one were Barry Foley, Howard Hughes, and David Leatherby, with the referee Mark Goddard. So yeah, let's dive in. Round one. Round one, I scored this one for Felder, the lone wolf. Okay, that's interesting. Yep. That's uh, controversial, I would even say. I bet people would say that is because not not a single professional judge scored it for Felder. Nope. In this round, I thought he landed stronger strikes. I thought Hooker had good leg kicks. I, this was a very close round. I'd say that. Mm. I thought Felder stung him with a good one, too. He knocked him down with a leg kick. When Hooker got back up, he hit him with a nice strong knee up the middle. Close round. Just thought Felder was stronger and more effective. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to put you in the very small minority box uh, on this one and say, no, I don't think that's the case. I I thought that Hooker was landing pretty clearly, Um, not dominant winning the round or anything like that. But, you know, he was controlling range, which not that's not a thing you score. But because he was controlling range, he was able, you know, landing those nice calf kicks that Dan Hardy loved. And I really thought that that was pretty effective. It it really did seem like it to me, some good punches that left Felder's nose busted up. Right. You know, working the jab very well. He's very pale. So he marks easy. He, I mean, so there's marks. Then there's your nose is leaking. That just happens. (laughs) Uh, Just happens. 
<laughs> Sometimes you just walk around and your nose starts bleeding like you're two years old again. Never know. <laughs> I did that. I, I thought his calf kicks were strong, especially to start the round. The first 30 seconds, they were, you know, they were good. But Felder got a knockdown with one of his light kicks. That, that weighed he heavy did, for he me. He did. I, I didn't rate it that high. I mean, it was, it was, it was effective for sure. But like, you know, it just kind of made him fall. I thought, felt, I thought Felder, everything he hit him with was just stronger. I, didn't, I think... didn't think he landed with enough stuff. I think that's a part of the problem for him is he really just wasn't able to find the groove early enough. I mean, it's possible. It... I mean, I think the numbers are probably still pretty close, even though they don't matter. I thought Felder The numbers don't heavier. matter, but on the numbers, it was 24 total strikes to 16 in favor of Hooker. Okay, so 24 meh strikes versus 16 bam strikes. I'm going to no, go with the I mean, I, I don't think it's fair to call it meh. I think they were pretty good. Um, but look, you can justify your score. That's okay. It's, it's not, doesn't make it a bad score. I disagree with you. Um, but if you could justify it, that's a score I can accept. Well, good. Cause I just justified it. <laughs> good thing you did, sir. And what about round two though? Hopefully, uh, I mean, this one, at least, you know, there was obviously some disagreement here. So no matter what, you're going to have somebody on your side. What did you say? I thought this was another close round. And again, mm-hmm. Felder landed the bigger strikes. I went 10, nine for Felder. Yeah, this this one I did as well. I didn't see Hooker have much on his punches until the final 30 seconds or so when Felder started getting going. And then he ate a you big know, spinning elbow. Felder was good in the pocket. Anytime he closed the distance, he was hitting him with some bigger shots. Here's the thing. I don't know how much he was really all that effective, though, in that final minute, Hooker. I think a lot of them, like if you, I watched it twice. Um, and the reason being, when I first watched this, I did give it to Hooker. As I was having a conversation with another judge, uh, an American judge, he pointed out that a lot of the stuff that's landing in the last minute and a half that the crowd's reacting to is not landing. So I said, okay, I'm going to watch this again. And sure enough, not a whole lot was landing for Hooker. So it really wasn't that big of a, of a final minute. So I actually found it pretty easy to give it to Felder knowing that. But close round. That's when he finally started putting things behind his punches. When he actually yeah. went for something that would be effective, it wasn't just you know, tap tap tap. And he then... was getting a little more aggressive. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I would I would agree there. But but even at that, Felder had one of the best punches of that round right at the end, right before the horn. Mm-hmm. It just and then I think they got yelled, they got mad at each other. Is that the round they get mad at each other at the end for the late strike? Don't remember don't that. Yeah. So it's it's very that. it's very brief. I probably I probably started making my notes after oh, okay. after I heard the horn. Okay. There was, yeah, there was a brief... I mean, they came in. This was kind of a first time for Paul Felder to have a little bit of bad blood going into a fight. It's kind of weird. Yeah, that's right. There was no touch right before. He, yeah. Felder offered the gloves, and Hooker's like, no, I'm good. He backed away. <laughs> you can tell F- Felder was kind of like, all right, it's like that. So uh, you have it 1919. I have it 2018 for Felder. Yeah. I, How do the judges have it? The judges here... Well, no one agreed with you. Uh, there were two <laughs> 2018s. Uh, Foley and Leatherby, because everyone had given Hooker the round one. You were the only one who did. Right. Uh, Foley and Leatherby gave this one to Hooker, so they have it twenty to eighteen. Howard Hughes saw it like I did for Felder, and he has it nineteen apiece. I saw it for Felder too. Was that? I I also saw it for Felder round two. No, I know, but but he has the same scorecard as me. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah we both have nineteen nineteen. You have twenty to eighteen. I want to say the I, other way. Listen, I want to say I think. 10-9 Hooker in round two is worse than 10-9 Felder in round one. Say that again? I think 10-9 Hooker in round two is worse than 10-9 Felder in round one. I disagree. 
Well, you're welcome to your opinion. That's true. We've all got those. But, uh, you know, this is a round that I thought we should mention what we were thinking at the time, what we said in episode three of the couch side. Oh, what did episode we say? Three. We are at episode 67 here, so we're going back quite a ways. Uh, but when we watched this, I said you could almost call it a 10 10. Because I was dumb and I didn't know the criteria as well. But to be fair, what I really was trying to say is that in our CSJ system, at the time, we were willing to give out 10 10s more liberally, if you recall. And that was more what I meant. But we've moved away from that anyway. Yeah. Forget 10 10s. Yeah. It's it's a dumb idea. You hear that? Um, Prominent MMA website. That often gives out 10-10 rounds when scoring online. Who's that? You know who you are. No, they know who they are. Oh, okay. I think I think I think everybody listening probably has a decent idea of who that is. But uh and, and it wouldn't be too hard to figure what it out. What did I but, say back then? What's that? What did I say back then? Oh, you um I believe you actually had it the same way. All right. And I did give it to Felder then, so same as now. Okay, good. So nothing changed. I, I really did end up giving it a 10-9. I didn't actually give it a 10-10. Not that <sighs> crazy. Thank goodness. That would have been embarrassing. <laughs> Round three, though. Let's let's move on to this. This was, this was actually, I didn't think this was too close around, I, but like it was close-ish. I thought it was decently close, uh, but for me, Hooker is finally on the board. I gave him 10-9 this round. Yeah, I think you have to give 10-9 Hooker here. I, th- uh, I thought it was a good round for him. His head strikes were the factor for me. Okay, yeah, yeah. He was definitely landing upstairs. I mean, you... <laughs> Look how busted up Felder's yeah, face Fel- is. Yeah, <laughs> this is when he finally, it seemed like he finally started to put a little steam on his punches here. Uh, he was getting big reactions when he landed with those. Felder's face looks like the Street Fighter loser face. Like when you're in the countdown, you got to put a quarter in. <laughs> and he is so busted up. 10, 9, <laughs> 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. He looked terrible. Yeah, he, yeah, Felder definitely, I don't see that big of an argument for him here. He did no, land some no, good light I kicks. Don't, I don't see one either. And And what's funny though, is the judges actually were split here. I was I was a little surprised at that. I didn't think it was that close. Hmm. Who gave it to who? So Hughes and Leatherby both gave it to Hooker. So he, Howard Hughes and I, we have the same scorecard at the moment. Uh, it was Barry Foley who saw this one for Felder 10-9. All right. So at this point, Foley and Hughes have 29-28 for Hooker, and Leatherby has all three rounds for Hooker. And I have 29-28 for Hooker. So you have 29-28 Felder. Yes. Okay. I don't feel like that represents the fight that I'm watching. I do disagree with you, sir. I understand your justifications, but I do disagree. Well, it's just round one. That I know. Disagree that's what on. I'm saying. Round one. I, I very much disagree with you. Well, we're just going to agree that's a close fight. We're going to do a, a drive-by argument like Family Guy. Mm, I disagree. <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> I love that show from the period that I watched. I stopped watching for a reason. It just uh, It's not as good anymore. Mm. Not to get too much of a tangent here, but... We should say what we were feeling at the time, because, again, this was kind of a toss-up round. Mm-hmm. This was a bit of a close round. By the way, in round one, you did have it for Hooker. So at the time, you actually had it that way. Oh, I changed my mind. Yeah, you've changed your mind, obviously. Um, but, yeah, we, we mostly feel the same. I probably had it for Hooker, today. I probably had it for Hooker for the wrong reasons. Maybe you did. I don't remember you saying uh, anything that sounded too crazy, though. Um, but, yeah, you had this one for Hooker, but you had it closer than I did. So I, I really nothing did change. All right. So we're going to move on to the championship rounds. The championship rounds in which no championship is up for grabs. Round four. <laughs> What's going on? Big round. Biggest round, round for biggest for round Felder. for any fighter in this entire fight. Definitely, definitely. All right, let's cut to the chase. Did you go 10-8? Yes. So did I for Felder. Yeah, 
big shots. Everything he threw looked like he was trying to end the fight with, and I can't believe Dan Hooker was still standing. Yeah, I think there's a combination of Felder picking up steam and Hooker, I think, probably punching himself out in a way because he actually it was a very active round for Felder in round, or excuse me, for Hooker in round three. He had he landed almost 40 uh, total strikes, which all of them were considered significant for whatever that means. Um, but yeah, he was he was very active in round three. And I think not only the damage he was taking, but also the output and the fact that maybe he doesn't have the the greatest cardio, the greatest gas tank. Not not that he's like, a you know, a 10 minute fighter or anything, but he's definitely you can tell now that we've seen him in two five round fights this year. The other one being against Dustin Poirier. It does seem like he starts to lose steam midway through. Yeah, fades a bit. But an- another thing that helped me go 10-8 was Hooker resorted to grappling and clinching to avoid standing in front of Paul Felder this round. Yeah, I mean, it certainly indicates that there's a problem there. But I think even just you look at the damage alone, just the fact that he was able to land very, very effectively without taking too much in return, I think that was reason enough for in our system a 10-8, yeah. which... You know, this like you're watching it, all the judges, no one, none of the judges should have given a 10-8 for this one, not with the ABC scoring the way it is. It's right. that our scoring system is different. Right. Hooker, he had enough offense to prevent a 10-8. It's not like he was being yeah. dominated, but he definitely took damage. Yeah. Um, Hooker, I would say he's never rocked, but he's just clearly getting the worst of the action. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely 10-8 here. No question from me. No question from you. Uh, and that allowed Felder to surge ahead on my card because he was down a point, and now he's up 38-37. Oh, I got him cruising. Well, I know you do <laughs> because of round one. 39-36 for me. Uh, this was 39-36, my goodness. This was the only other um, round that was unanimous from the judges up to this that point. That is true. Yeah, everybody, everyone saw right here that this was a Felder round 10-9. No one, no one got it wrong because that would have been... That would have been pretty egregious to go hooker in this round, I think. But no, the, these judges, they did just fine. Everyone gave it to Felder 10-9. So now Hughes and Foley, they have the fight tied at 38. So everything comes down to round five. David Leatherby, he's already got 39-37 for hooker. He's already decided the fight, basically. He has already decided the fight. But it takes two to tango. Final round. So what happens here? What happens in the tango? This is probably the most discussed round. People, yeah, I think everything comes down to one thing in this round, right? In people's minds, I think it comes down to one thing. Yeah. Which is probably that uh, last minute or so of the grappling exchange. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's probably, if, if anybody's watching, I think the majority of people would say it is how you interpret what happened as a result of the hooker takedown. I, I disagree with it. Disagree with what? With that being the deciding factor. I thought. Well, I, I would say I understand why it could be a deciding factor, but I would say it did not sway me, if that's what you mean. Yes, that's what I mean. I mean, I okay. had up until this point, I had Felder Felder cruising pretty much. I yeah. thought he landed big shots, and while Hooker was keeping up volume wise, he just didn't have the effectiveness. And I thought it was pretty clear that Felder was the one, you know, taking this round. Until yes, I gets, think so. He gets taken down, and Dan Hooker doesn't even do anything with it. Uh, who who's the commentator with Dan Hardy? Oh, that was uh, John Gooden. John Gooden points out that, you know, can he do something with it? Because he needs to do something with this takedown. And he doesn't. Even that scramble position where Felder gets up, gives his back for a split second, it's just a scramble. I didn't see anything effective from that. Nothing happened. No, it was, you, you saw like almost a back take, but not really, which is not anything. Yeah, it was just, it was just a scramble. Yeah, that's all it was. It, it, he couldn't really generate anything. He couldn't generate 
any striking offense that was notable either. Certainly nothing to make up for the damage that he was taking from Felder. Yeah, so I think this was definitely Felder. I, I feel pretty good about Felder. Again, I actually would say this is a close round. I do think that the takedown does add an element of like, well, what's happening here? But yeah, I think if you really understand the scoring system and if you understand how judges look at these fights, typically, that this is a Felder round and it feels like a pretty good Felder round. Um, and I don't mean that as as a backhanded uh, slap at the fact that one of our judges in this fight, and that was Howard Hughes, gave the round to Hooker uh, and thus actually ended up giving Hooker the victory. Yeah, I disagree. I think Felder should have uh, won this one. I agree. I My I final agree. scorecard was 49-45. Yeah, your scorecard's kind of crazy to me. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it could be 48-46. I thought round one was close. I very much see why people scored it for Hooker or why I'm very, I don't know. I just, why I'm I much, so much in the minority. Close, I definitely see it close. I do not see it as close as you do. I disagree. Again, respectfully. You don't have to be respectful. All right. Well, you know, go F yourself. <laughs> But uh, no, I, I definitely think that this was a Felder round. I think I have it 48 to 46 for Felder. And I think that's a fair score. I, I think 48 to 46 probably... is perfectly fine in our system. Yeah, I think that kind of represents the fight that I saw. Um, but, you know, not to take away from either man, because this was a good fight. Yeah, this was a very fun fight. But you have to wonder, did the very pro hometown crowd affect the judging in this one? And Again, not to indict the judges, but gosh, when they're clapping at everything that Hooker's doing in round two, even when it's not landing, I mean, that's How? that obviously seemed to have an effect when you look at the scores. Two out of three ended up Man. giving it to Hooker in round two. I miss the crowds for the fact that I like hearing the very passionate people chanting very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, obscene chants at one fighter, because I, I enjoy that. <laughs> I I will say this. I do miss international crowds because they're much more interesting than crowds in our country where everyone just kind of boos when they're not happy with any little thing that's going on or there's the woo guy. <laughs> the woo, woo guy. guy's got to go. If you're woo guy, yeah. stop listening. Yeah. I don't even want you listening to my show. Whoa. Get out of here. Don't be woo guy. Listen, if you stop wooing, you can listen. No, 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 no. I think I think we'll get more people to want to listen because they'll be on our side. <laughs> Yeah, I've taken a I've taken a controversial stance, but I think it's a welcoming okay. stance. It probably is. I know if I know if you're listening, you're most of you. You're listening to this, you're happy you get woo guy out of there. There's He's one time that woo guy is allowed, and that's if Ric Flair is present. That's Look, the only if, time if you can woo do guy woo. is actually Ric Flair at every event. I take it back. Ric Flair, <laughs> Nature Boy, if you're listening to this, you can do it. <laughs> and you can listen to the show. That would be fine. But you're not. So I, I want to say the story of this fight, I think, for me, was the significant strikes. The more effective strikes from Paul Felder. Yeah. I thought he yeah, landed stronger. Yeah, I think the, the effectiveness of the strikes that Felder is landing is the difference here. Uh, and just the fact that Felder was, he was generating more offense as the fight wore on. He was getting more into a groove, whereas Hooker definitely started running out of steam. No question. Even if you gave round three to Hooker, or excuse me, if you gave round five to Hooker, you got to understand that this is a fighter who's not fighting the way he was two rounds ago. But Felder, he's fighting better than he was. I mean, it could be. Didn't didn't Hooker break his jaw? Because he, he was talking very funny. I believe he might have. That, that actually sounds familiar. And you, you kind of heard some of the commentary even alluding to something like that because he had his mouth open 
had his mouth open. He Dan had a, Hardy was talking about that too had, during the fight. It was big. He had a big like mouse or swollen cheek uh, from it, which Damn. was very noticeable. But I want to bring up uh, something as I was, I was alluding to earlier. Angela Hill tweeted, "Not all significant strikes are created equal." That's right. Which you, I saw that too. You responded to it and you said you'd go as far as getting rid of significant strikes as a stat. As a stat by the UFC, yes, I think that should go. I, wanna, I think it's misleading. I want to take it further. Oh, I ooh. think make it illegal like a crime, perhaps. Oh, okay. I want to see no stats presented on the broadcast. Yeah. No stats on the broadcast. You know, I'm I'm torn because the stats are there to give an idea of what's happening in a fight. Now, a lot of people who watch these fights are not you and I who are trying to watch and really figure out who should be winning this round. And the numbers, again, are not something you're supposed to grade on. But what they can do for someone who's not watching that closely is maybe they look up and they see the stats. And they're like, oh, who's winning this round? Oh, it's probably the guy who outlanded the other guy by 25 strikes. Or they're going to see, oh, that guy had eight minutes and 55 seconds of ground control. Yes, but get rid of ground control. That's a stupid stat, too. We can get rid of certain stats. So, I think total strikes is something that it would be okay for it to be up on the broadcast. Again, just to inform the viewer at home. What about if you just did total strikes, knockdowns? Not submission attempts? Yeah, add, add sub attempts. That's fine. Okay. Okay. And perhaps passes. What about mid-fight hugs? No. You, you don't want to track that. I don't want to track that. that, that oh, okay. I don't... thought you'd want that as like a mark of death. Well, just for me so I know which fighters to hate? Correct. Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was yeah. trying to help you. For sure. I'm down for that. Not a fan of the hug, I know. Not a fan of the glove touch before the fight either. I'm okay with the glove touch. That's fine. And if you don't want to do it, that's fine too. But you know what? It throws it throws your fight. You go, the guy's holding his hand out like this, uh, and you're like, "Well, I don't want to hit him because you know he's trying to glove touch me." But I don't want to glove touch him. It and, should not be at the beginning of every round. But I think if you want to do it at the start of the fight, that's fine. I respect that too. If you want to do it at the end of the, you know, or the beginning of the fifth and final round, or the third and final round, if it's been a war kind of deal, I, you know, I get that too. That's, that's respect. I understand that. They should reset um, the clock. I guess they could do it. You know, sometimes the, sometimes the refs will do that. They'll bring them together. Yeah. They'll do it off the clock before it starts. I've seen that. Not often. But anyway, you know, just back to this fight, though. Excellent fight. Although when I watched it, I thought it was going to be like a sure fight of the year contender. And fortunately, we've had so many awesome ones that this one, I feel like, is just going to get lost in the shuffle. But I'm glad we revisited it. I mean, I think it's top five. Top five. I mean, Hooker's, still, Hooker has two in top contender, five. But like, it's got to be pushed back behind, you know, Jean Wiley yeah. uh, against Joanna. Uh, I think you could probably easily this. You could say that this is only the second best Dan Hooker fight. Oh yeah, I think so. He's got two in the top five this year. Yeah, and then you got Gaethje and, and Ferguson was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we had another crazy one too. Though. Heck, if you want to talk about good short fights, you could talk about Gaethje and and Khabib. That was a pretty awesome fight that didn't go very long, and it's a different class of a fight. But yeah, that, that was, was also pretty too. intense too, because yeah. especially because of the stakes. Definitely. But you know, Paul Felder, he semi-retired after this fight he can't kind of was like oh you know i think i might you know not do this anymore and, and sure enough here we are he's he's back in action again on I, less than a week's notice i kind of don't trust post-fight retirements outside of what khabib did well no you you shouldn't and honestly now i think we're seeing maybe you don't trust that either but <laughs> <laughs> uh it, it's, it's just kind of funny you know he he walked off and and now all of a sudden here we are and it's it's not like he's like yeah let me take this fight i'm gonna train for it he's like yeah, I'm free. I can fight next week. All right. So that's enough about those fights. We did take a mid little pause right there uh, to try to win a, not win, but purchase a PS5. 
Yeah, yeah. Scotty's got to get his PS5. <laughs> no uh... luck yet, but we'll try again after we're finished recording. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep trying. Let's see, let's see. Yeah, we, we want to talk about a fight here. No one wants to hear about my gaming habit. So, Felder and Dos Anjos, right? Like we said earlier, I like this fight. I think it's a good fight. I do think RDA would be smart to zero in on the grappling. I think that's kind of... I don't want to say that's an Achilles heel of Felder, but I think you can more easily take him down than win a five-round kickboxing battle. Yeah, if you're going to kick... Yeah, if you're going to you're gonna, you know, keep it on the feet with Felder, I think it's, you're in for... A, a night of pain. And I don't want to say even that if you RDA win. couldn't win that. Even too. if he I'm, wins. I'm, I think he could, but I mean, that's going to be, it would be fun for us, but I don't think that's the smartest path to a victory for RDA. Yeah. that I mean, plus you got to think, man, how much pain do I want to be in? And he does have, that's the thing though. He does have the striking that can open up takedown opportunities. I think that's going to be really key here is it, it doesn't just have to be like, well, he can only win with the takedown and all Felder has to do is defend to win. It's not the case. It's you know, Felder's Felder's got uh, his hands full here, especially because he didn't know he was fighting a week before it. And that can that could work in his favor because he doesn't have any time to really game plan. He just has to fight. It's true. It's true. My understanding he was he was training for like Ironmans or triathlons or something like that. So we're saying his so, cardio is very good right now. Yeah, I would think so. It's not fight cardio. It's, they're two different things. But you know, you got to think the man's in good shape, and he always is. So. And it will be yeah, at 155. I would worry about that. It will be at 155. That is a 155 fight, as I understand it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So man, he might not have a lot to cut then. If he's been training for marathons and, and Ironmans, he's probably trying to keep his body weight low. So I can't remember if it's a marathon or triathlon or one of those thons or whatever. Probably not a telethon. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I, I'm going to say my, my gut says RDA by clear decision. I think he's actually going to make it pretty clear. Clear decision. All right. All right. Would it be, you? You, you got pick. Would it be crazy for me to go Felder by Oma Plata? I mean, probably, but you'll do it anyway. So I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. I'm not gonna call it a specific sub. I'm gonna go Felder by sub. You was by Oma Plata. There you go. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> who should we expect there? Sitting cage. Side? Jud- judging wise, judging. Wise, I mean, you know, it's Vegas. We're gonna have the typical mix of high end local judges, like maybe Junichiro Kamijo, and uh, and you know those top traveling judges that we get. You know, Chris Lee, maybe uh, a, a Derek Cleary, perhaps the dentist. Um, maybe, maybe we'll get Rick Winter. We'll see. He's <laughs> like, hey, I can fix that tooth for you. He could. He could. I just don't like how he'd be judging my fights and my teeth. And it's, <laughs> there's too much. Uh, we got any other fights you're looking forward to? So this card is much maligned because there's not a whole lot in terms of top fighters on the card, and they're right. But having said that, I actually am interested in the co-main event, which really doesn't belong as a co-main event, but it is nonetheless. And that's between Abdul Razak Al-Hassan and Chaos Williams at 170 pounds. Do you remember Chaos Williams who yes. we talked about very early on in our show? It was back in February. It was yeah. one of our first shows. Very chaotic. He, I mean, the dude, both of these guys hit hard, first off. But Williams really impressed me back in that fight when he debuted in the UFC. It was a short-notice debut. He smashed Alex Morano in 27 seconds. Huge KO. Do you remember this? Yes, I do. Yeah, I, I loved I loved seeing that from him. I was very excited to see him again. We would have seen him in March, but the mass COVID-19 cancellations uh, cost him that fight. And we, obviously, we haven't seen him since. Uh, so it's nice to have him back. Al Hassan, he looked okay over the summer. He had a, an impressive kind of losing effort, I guess. I don't know how impressive it was, but it was it was a good fight against Munir Lazez. 
that was over on Fight Island. He had previously, two years ago, knocked out Nico Price. So this says a lot about the quality of this guy mm. as a fighter. But he'd been sidelined for two years before that fight while working through the legal system about a pair of rape charges against him, which he was acquitted in March. Doesn't mean I have to like the guy or anything, but he was acquitted in March. He's not a criminal. We don't treat him that way. But that said, I'm going to take Chaos Williams by KO, and I really hope it happens. I am with you. Chaos Williams by knockout. or almost Anyone who's going to go by Chaos as their name and not just the nickname, because he actually has another, another nickname. It's the Ox Fighter. Chaos the Ox Fighter Williams. I love it. Kalen is his real first name, but he goes by Chaos Williams, and I love that. That's great. Yeah, fantastic. It's it's like uh, Chris Cyborg. <laughs> Patricio Pitbull. What about you? What, there must be another fight on here you want to see, right? Kay Hansen versus Corey McKenna. I know I thought you were going to say that. I know you liked Kay when she got the uh, the armbar sub in her USA debut. And, you know, she's basically just a kid. She's not a child, but she's 20 years old, 21 years old. Yeah, so McKenna, I watched on the Contender Series. She beat, mm-hmm. she beat the LFA champ, Vanessa Demopoulos. Okay. And she did it in very boring. That's impressive. LFA obviously gets quality uh, men and women in there. Very boring fight. Okay. Uh, she just took her down and grounded pounded. Uh, while defending subs, so I mean, there was po- there was some question questionable thoughts saying, "Hey, maybe Demopoulos has pulled this off with the sub attempts." I didn't think so, but I like Kay Hansen. I think she has a much better ground game than Demopoulos. If McKenna's just gonna wrestle, like uh, I-, I believe she's uh, Uriah Faber, so should have a-, a good top game. But I think Kay is gonna be too good for her if it goes to the okay. ground. All right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know too much about. McKenna, other other than what you kind of said, I don't watch the Contender series. I don't have enough time to watch everything. Sorry, uh, but but I do like Hanson. I I liked what I saw from her and her win over Jin Yu Fry because I have a lot of respect for Fry. And yeah, you know, the fact that these two women these are this is one of the youngest fights the OC's ever put on because they're both twenty twenty one years old. Yeah, this is really young for both of them. So it, it's interesting, and it's you know usually you don't necessarily want to watch very young prospects go at it at the UFC level instead of at like the contender series level or on the, you know, the regional circuit. But I am interested in Kay Hansen's arc. I think she's very good. I think she's going places. So I'd be curious to see what she can do against McKenna. The way you're talking her up at least sounds like she can pose a problem. I mean, McKenna fought off the subs very well. I just think Kay Hansen's on another level on the ground. And if I had a pick, I'd go Hansen armbar again. Knowing what I don't know about uh, McKenna, I'm also going to say Hansen. And that's going to do it for this one from the Couchside Judges. Make sure to check us out again on Monday when we follow up on these fights from Saturday. Yeah, I think we'll be pleasantly surprised by the lack of name power on this card. We always are. Anytime this happens, I was saying this to my wife, and my wife actually is like, yeah, I think you're right. When Whenever these fights, uh, whenever you're like, oh, there's no big stars, you're like, yeah, but you like them anyway. Like, I do. Yeah, sometimes the very best cards are that way. It's true, it's true. But again, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you on Monday. Yeah, take care. Thank you.